on Macquarie Radio NTS. This is What's Cooking with Nerida Conway, bringing you a tasty assortment of all things food and wine. Hello, you're listening to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway and this week we're thrilled to be chatting to Norwegian Michelin starred chef Erling Sundahl who is in Australia for the taste of Melbourne. Yippee hooray! Plus we've got Annie Cleminger from Halliday Magazine who's going to be talking to us about what's coming up in the wine space. We've got extremely fabulous Lady Jane Thompson. I've just called her Lady Jane Thompson from the Fabulous Ladies of Wine Society who's going to be putting all the serious fun back into wine which I can't wait for. And also so it's night market time at the Queen Victoria Markets. And our friend Karma Rennie is going to come in and chat to us about all the delicious food stalls, activities and excitement that's going to be there on a Wednesday night. And lastly, we're going to be chatting to Ian Curley about our curly questions all coming up on What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS. Guess who's coming to dinner with Nerida Conway. And you're listening to Macquarie Radio's NTS What's Cooking with Nerida Conway. Now, on the line, I am chatting to Norwegian Michelin starred chef Erling Sundahl, who is, how, who is in Australia for the taste of Melbourne. How are you, Erling? Oh, hello, hello, Australia. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's good. Is this your first time out to Australia? No, actually, it's the second time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why, why were you here previously? For the same, uh, not for the same uh, mission, but... Uh, we were there for meeting the guy that uh, helped us out with the Hackett. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. now the Hackett's a gadget, isn't it? So tell us about it. Yeah, it's an amazing kitchen in Tensils that we use for uh, minced meat, to chop minced meat. Mm-hmm. Normally, people use a simple spatula, but this is more shaped like a star with lots of blades around. Yes. As you chop the minced meat and potato mash and the children's food, and it's a fantastic tool. Yes, so it's just for the listeners at home, It's they come in bright colours. I've actually, I've looked them up. They look great. It, it's kind of like a plastic, but a, a quite a firm plastic masher, I guess, but it's just better ergonomically designed to, yeah. you know, mince up your, your meat so that it's not big, huge clumps in the pan. Isn't that That's right? That's correct. That's correctly. And it goes so fast and you get the perfect results when you have chopped it up. Yes. And mm. so besides coming out to um, talk about the Hackett, you're here for a taste of Melbourne. Yeah. Which is starting very, very soon and it's very exciting. It's out at Albert Park. It's always an extremely fun event. You can go there and buy your crowns and, you know, buy your food, you know, whatever you feel like, eating and drinking from all the different chefs that are there. So what are you going to be doing there? I'm going to have a cooking demonstration at the Electrolux stand and uh, I'm going to make uh, some nice canapés for the VIP evening with uh, Peter Gunn. So uh, look forward. Okay. Now tell me, um, you're you're on a bit of a whirlwind trip, publicity trip while you're here at the moment. So you're in Sydney. What are you doing in Sydney? We actually meet meet, uh, some um, clients there and uh, we have been at the fish market in Sydney. How fantastic uh, are the Sydney fish markets? I think Bondi Beach and the, and the Opera House is fantastic, but the fish market is maybe the heart <laughs> of Sydney. Yeah, I think so too. It's just wonderful. And uh, are you loving being here? Oh, of course. I could live there. I oh. talked with my uh, my guy that uh, 
should we stay here and live here? Because it's so amazing. Well, I've never been to, to Norway, but I hear that it is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, but uh, it's too much rain and it's cold. Is it? And it's, yeah, it's, but it's Sounds beautiful. A bit like ha- you have the four seasons, so I love the season in Norway. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit about your Michelin star. Yeah, I work. Uh, I have been working in France uh, for many years, and uh, then is that I where you are in, now? No, now I'm back in Norway, starting to get old, you know. Oh, come <laughs> on! What are you, thirty? <laughs> yeah, look like a thirty, but uh, I'm forty. <laughs> oh, come on! You're still much younger than me, so that's enough. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. But yeah, you know, I was there for many years and cooked for a three-star restaurant and famous chef Michel Gerard. And uh, it was an amazing time, and uh, it's, it's quite hard work, of course. But, oh, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, it is, but you work with people that have lots of passion, the best ingredients in the world, and uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a dream. Yes. What goes into becoming a Michelin star chef? Like, how do you get a star? What criteria are there? Oh, that's, it depends. You have the one and two and three star. That's the maximum you can have, and it's all... From you get through the door, walk through the door, the service, uh, how, it's, how the restaurant it looks, mm. and of course the food, the drink, the quality of everything. So it's, it's high pressure. Of course, it's really high pressure. So mm. if you have three stars, then then you can lose everything. So it's really it, it, uh, you have to be focused every day when you go go to work and uh, deliver your best 110 of the work. So, so tell me honestly, do you think? It can be a little bit of a curse, having a, a star. I have to tell you, be honest with you, because I have eaten some of my best meal and at a restaurant that doesn't have a star. Yes. So that's, that's depend on what you want to do in your life. and uh, mm. So for me, it's not necessary to work at a star restaurant, but it gives you some uh, new experience. And, yes, uh, absolutely. Nice CV, but I like to go to the casual restaurant where, where we can relax and feel home and, uh, yeah. Okay, so what's your favourite thing to eat? Oh, my favourite thing to eat yes. is absolutely fi- I love fish, shellfish. Uh, oh. I don't have any favourite course, but I, I really love fish. Okay, and oysters yeah. and things like that? Hmm? Oysters? Oysters, oh, I ate a dozen of it yesterday. Oh, how good are they? <laughs> what, what sort of oysters were they, Sydney Rock? Sydney Rock, yes. Sydney Rock oysters. That's correct. And you just had them with lemon, plain? yeah. I have to eat it with. I like the lemon, and also spice it up with maybe Tabasco soy oh, sauce, nice. uh, ginger juice, or whatever. But it's better if they're natural. Yes, yeah. I think so too. They're just a taste of the ocean, aren't they? Yeah, and have to <laughs> have it with sparkling wine, uh, especially champagne. Ooh, well, we're going to be chatting to um, <laughs> to Jane from the fabulous Ladies of Wine Society soon about champagne, so we can maybe give you some tips. That's true. Oh, yes. Uh, what's your um, favourite restaurant in Melbourne and in Sydney? Have you got one yet or are you still kind of having a try out of try them out? We haven't tried it. We haven't had time to that uh, so far. But uh, I was in Melbourne and I eat at Atika. Atika? Atika. Atika. Atika, yeah. yes. Ben Shuri. That's true. I met him and talked with him and it was a nice place. Uh, yes. Really cool food and, uh, yeah. So we haven't had so much yet. We haven't have so much experience so far. But what we have eating is just really great it's like yeah i couldn't do do it better by myself okay okay <laughs> well have you experienced the club sandwiches in the uh room service of where you're staying <laughs> no i haven't <laughs> well because that's how I, I think you can always judge a hotel by the club sandwich you know yeah they say so but that's why i then don't <laughs> order it <laughs> oh are you going out into any restaurants in sydney at the moment like have you got have you got one planned for tonight 
No, we haven't. We have to take it like uh, as it comes because we have a huge schedule that we have to follow. And, uh, oh gosh! So, uh, I hope to. We we eat at the seafood uh, at the Sydney fish market yesterday, and uh, maybe we go back and have uh, have something there. But we have to. We take it as it comes. Oh, there's so it. many great places to eat in Sydney, and so many wonderful chefs that hopefully you'll get to meet. Oh yeah. Um, and when we come to Norway, of course, yeah. you're going to have to tell us where to go. Just just very quickly before we go, could you give us three of your suggested eats for tourists who might be going to Norway for a holiday? You, you mean restaurant? Yes. Yeah. Then you have to go to Oslo because uh, or Stavanger. Uh, I can imagine. I can tell you that it's a star restaurant. It has yes. One, it, has, it has one star. Uh, one of my friends is running that. Mm. It's called Fauna. Okay. Oh gosh. Yeah. How do you spell that? Uh, F A. Yes. U, uh, U. Yes. And A. Fauna. Right. Fauna. And uh, you have uh, another one, a cheap one. Uh, it's called Arakataka. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's right. like A R uh, A. Yes. Uh, kataka is K R R A K. Right. Arakataka. Okay. Yeah. And then you go to have to go to Stavanger. And, okay. Uh, then you have uh, Arena Restaurant. It's like uh, it, it, that's his family names. Okay, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm. I just can't wait to go to Norway one day. Full you stop. I wouldn't even care if I ate at the de- at the airport. <laughs> I'd no, be no, so no, excited no. just to be there. <laughs> yeah, bring with your hot clothes. Oh yes. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much for having a chat to us. Um, I can't wait to meet you in person at the Taste of Melbourne. Look forward. Yes. Maybe you can smuggle me some Sydney rock oysters from the fish market. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks so much for chatting to us, Erling Sundals. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You're listening to What's Cooking with Nerida Conway. And welcome back to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS with Nerida Conway. Now, on the line, I've got Annie Cleminger from Halliday Magazine, who's going to be chatting to us about a very exciting wine event. How are you, Annie? I'm well, thanks, Nerida. How are you doing today? Oh, good, thank you. Look, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to have a chat to us about this. No problems at all. I heard about this wine event and I just wanted to know more about it and, uh, yeah, just, just sort of find out what the what all the excitement's about. I hate missing out on these sorts of things. Well, it is very exciting, actually. Um, as you know, James does his Top 100 in the Austra- Weekend Australian every year where he selects what he believes are the best wines of the year. Sorry, J- Annie, just for our listeners, we're talking about James. James Halliday, James Halliday, who is a correct. bit of a legend in the industry. He certainly is. Yes, <laughs> I think he's almost uh, like the godfather of wine in Australia. Yes. And he's very well known around the world. Yes. So keep telling me about the event. So uh, every year James releases his top 100 in the Australian uh, Weekend Australian newspaper. And this year we decided to have the inaugural top 100 tasting. Now, obviously, we're not tasting 100 wines. Uh, I, was, I was just getting my drinking boots on, thinking, yes, wow. Yes. That would be um, a rather, rather epic effort, and I don't think... And a little James, irresponsible, maybe. A little irresponsible. I don't think even James now tastes 100 wines a day. He certainly does 80 wines a day. Good Lord. He's taken it down from 120 for his health. So I would assume that he spits the wine uh, yes, out. He does, yes, he does. <laughs> but some would still have to get through. I know it's an an epic (laughs) amount of wine to get through and uh, when he does all his tastings for his book, Mm. which occurred between January and March, he does call himself the Purple Mouth Monster by the universe. Oh, he would be. (laughs) And also, after a while, would they not all blend into one? 
I don't think so. I think he uses a lot of palate cleansers. Um, mm. I know he uses hard parmesan and green olives when he's tasting white wine. Mm. And I know he drinks a lot of sparkling water um, in between tastings. Mm. So uh, he uh, certainly does a great job, and I don't know anyone that could actually replicate what he does. Yeah. Um, Me neither. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he certainly didn't taste the top 100 wines all in a day. It's made up of 10 champagnes and 10 Australian sparklings. And then we have um, 20 whites under $20. All 20, Australian? All Australian. Mm -hmm. 20 whites over $20. And the same with the red wines, 20 under 20 and 20 over 20. So what we've done is we've taken the best of the selection. Mm. We will be showing probably about 48 wines. So we're starting with four beautiful champagnes. Mm. Can um, you tell us which ones they are? No, I can't. Ooh, this is the whole secrecy because exciting. it is top 100. And it's not actually released until the 21st of November. Oh, okay. And we are holding the event on the 23rd of November. So it's the first time anyone will get to taste these wines. And some of them are pre-releases. Some of them they may never be okay. able to get to taste. So it's very exciting. Okay. Um, and we're, we're doing it like a journey. So you start off with four champagnes and four sparkling. Okay. And we have oysters and tuna crudo to match. Then now, Annie, sorry to interrupt wine. you. Who's doing the food? Uh, the food is being done by the big group. The event is at the Glass House in Melbourne, which is a brand new venue. Mm. Um, Where about is it? just opened last week. It's on Olympic Boulevard, and it's basically opposite High Sense Arena. Okay. Centre there. Okay. Um, so they've been given the brief to match the food to the specific wines. To the specific wines, mm. yes. Uh, so each area you walk into, there is food matched or canapes matched. You get a Riedel glass to keep, a beautiful um, Magnum Overture that is actually the glass of choice mm. for James. And uh, then at the end of the evening, uh, once you've tasted, so it's from 6 till 8.30, you don't have to stay the whole time, obviously, mm. but once you finish tasting, we have a departure lounge, which is being run by Piper Heidzig. Is it going to take get, me to Honolulu? Uh, well, you get a beautiful <laughs> glass of champagne and uh, beautifully matched cheeses. So emotionally, I'll go to France. <laughs> yes, we'll go to France, I think. <laughs> so the event's oh. being sponsored by Langton's Fine Wines. So they're the wine brokerage um, and auction house. Mm. And uh, it's really, it is very, very exciting to be able to taste some of these wines, but also taste the food specifically matched um, to really heighten your, your enjoyment of the wine. So exciting. Mm. Now, if I, when I come along yes. and I taste a champagne or a sparkling or a wine and I want to get more of it for home, are they readily available, all of these wines? Uh, you'd have to speak to the Langtons brokers at the event about that okay. because they would be able to help you out. Some of them are not readily available. Some of them are very, very small batches. Oh, okay. Um, so it really is a very special... It's very so it's a very like, special experience to be able to go and try some of these wines that are just so unique. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm, okay. Now, Annie, this is probably a bit of a loaded question for you. Mm -hmm. What's one of your favourite white wines? Oh, I think this question's coming from Tony Carlino because she knows. <laughs> it's not actually, but Tony to say, and I are a little bit similar, so, you know. Yes, <laughs> I would have to say a fine Chardonnay is one oh. of my favourite wines. I love my Chardonnay. Now, we, we can be friends because yeah. I was hoping you would say that because I'm oh, a, definitely a Chardonnay girl. I never went off Chardonnay even when they sort of had that little phase of being a little bit 
did. Look, uh, nor did I. And I blame James. I blame James for my original addiction to Chardonnay, oh. and I blame Andrew Fleming, who's the winemaker at Coldstream Hills, for keeping it all, uh, keeping it going all these years. <laughs> so, is that your favourite one? I'd say so. A couple of mm. Margaret Rivers. Yes. Uh, I love Margaret Rivers Chardonnay. I love Yarra Valley Chardonnay. Of mm. course, Mornington Peninsula. And then you can't help but adore Petaluma and M3 by Oh, <laughs> And what about French Champagne? It's your favourite sort of Look, money, like, money like no him. object. Um, money no object, mm. I'd say it's, oh, goodness me. Oh, a Salon, a Ruinart, a Cristal, a, a Tattinger, Conte. Um, I think probably the, I actually was lucky enough to have a 1998 um, Bollinger oh. a couple of weeks ago and we were, there was real trepidation in taking the cork out, <laughs> but it was absolutely beautiful. Oh, and do you go to James, because you have access to him, yes. do you go to James and say, which one should I serve at my dinner party, James, this one or that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, because James is very much of the of the thought the school of thought that uh, you know you know what you like yes. and try what you like, and he's all about education and um, you know just people enjoying their experiences. That's not to say I haven't had some amazing wine um, with James. Yes. He always manages to choose an incredible wine, and I think. Um, I'm not a huge red wine drinker, mm. but certainly um, when he pulled out a Burgundy from 1981 and one from 1989, um, I couldn't... Uh, I, I, it was just the most superb wine I'd ever tasted. Oh, and and he... I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, what's wrong with me? I picked the most expensive <laughs> thing in the shop to drink. <laughs> I'm like that with pretty much everything in life. Yeah. Well, Annie, look, thank you so much for chatting to us. The event's Monday, November the 23rd. 23rd. To 8.30pm. And in Melbourne at the Glass House. Yes, tickets are $180 a head. That's correct. And a read or glass to keep. And if people go to the Wine Companion website, um, they'll be able to get uh, get all the details to buy tickets. Thank you so much. This has been Annie Cleminger from Halliday Magazine. You're on What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS.